Hello and welcome to the Teens Inside the Magic podcast. I'm your host and self-proclaimed Disney enthusiast, Kristen, and let's get this podcast rolling. If you didn't catch that reference, it was from the extinct Disney attraction, The Great Movie Ride from Hollywood Studios, and that's the attraction that we're going to be talking about today. The Great Movie Ride was a 22-minute dark ride that was all about classic movies and films. It was located at the end of Hollywood Boulevard in the Chinese Theater. The ride opens on May 1st, 1989 and closed on August 13th, 2017 to to be replaced with the Mickey's and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Many people know that basic information about the ride, so let's talk more about the history on the ride. The first ideas of the ride were actually when it had the name of The Great Moments, at the movies, and it was supposed to be the main attraction in a pavilion at Epcot. The pavilion was supposed to be all about showbiz in Hollywood. So many ideas were added to the ride and the pavilion, it ended up being enough to actually have a standalone park. The ideas of the park were also pushed to becoming a reality because the CEO at the time, Michael Eisner, was friends with the president of the MCA, Cindy J. Steinberg, and Eisner somehow got the ideas of the new Universal Studios Park and realized that the ideas of the new Walt Disney World Park was very similar to it and could be a direct competitor with the Universal Studios Park. So with that knowledge, Eisner took many opportunities to make the park very similar. He made the park a working film studio, just like Universal, and he added the Backlot Studio Tour, just like Universal. They thought if Disney had their own park that was very similar to Universal, that guests wouldn't think about going to Universal because they basically had Universal at Disney. So the park opens in 1989 with the name Disney's MGM Studios and opens with five attractions and two of them actually being rides. The rides were the Great Movie Ride, an attraction we're going to talk about today, and the Backlot Studio Tour. The other three attractions were shows and things like that. So it was The Magic of Disney Animation, Superstar Television, and The Monster Sound Show, and all of these showed the behind the scenes of movies. Now that you guys know the history on the ride, let's actually talk about the ride experience. I need to say a little note before I start explaining the ride. Whenever I say live before a character, it actually means a cast member is playing the character. Any other name that is said is just an audio animatronic. The ride experience really started in the queue of the ride, like most of the attractions. The queue had many artifacts and props from classic movies. Some of these included the carousel horse from Mary Poppins, the ruby sh- um, the ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz, a dress worn by Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music, and many more. The queue would eventually go into a theater where movie trailers from movies that you might see on the ride would play on the screen. After you got out of the theater, you would arrive at the loading area. When the parks were busy, there would be an extra set of vehicles, and that detail is going to be important for later. Each set of vehicles would have a cast member working as a live guide to narrate the show scenes. Once you board the vehicle, the first scene that you would experience is from the Footlight Parade. A bunch of animatronic girls would stand on a tiered cake-like platform, and projections would be showed on a scrim in front of the scene. When the attraction first opened, the girls were on, a struc- on the structure would spin around in cir- circles, alternating directions for each layer. So the bottom layer would go, for example, clockwise, and the second layer would go 
counterclockwise, and so on and so on. Also, water would be spraying out to recreate the scene from the movie. The effects would quickly be turned off because technical and engineering problems. That would happen. The rotating feature would constantly break down. Additionally, the water jet jets feature would also flood the scene and the ride path. This would cause the ride to constantly have to close down. Park operations believed it would be a cheaper option just to shut down these effects instead of actually fixing the issue. The next scene that people know and closed with the ride was a far less spectacular introduction of the ride than originally planned for the ride. After the introduction of the ride, the next set of scenes was from a bunch of musicals. It started with Singing in the Rain, with the iconic scene of Gene Kelly playing Doc Luckwood, swinging on a lamppost and singing, Singing in the Rain. <laughs> Next movie was for Mary Poppins. This scene, Bert and Mary Poppins were singing Chim Chim Shuri on the top of rooftops, and other shadows of chimney sweeps dancing on the roof. The next scene would be all about gangster films. This is where the ride would start picking up the pace. If it was a crowded day at the parks, like we said earlier, the first set of vehicles would move through the tunnel to the bandit scene, passing right through the scene from the public enemy. But we're going to talk about what people would normally see when there is an average amount of guests in the park. So the vehicle would stop at a red light, and then we would see a live gangster named Muggsy. They would appear and get into a rival a shootout against rival gangsters. During the fighting, your guide would get chased off the vehicle, and the live gangster would take over the vehicle. The gangster would shoot out the red traffic light and start the vehicle moving again. Now let's go back to the first vehicle that already went through the tunnel. They would first pass a western scene. Here, the ride vehicle would pass an animatronic of John Wayne sitting upon a horse. Then it would go to the bank scene. The vehicle would stop here, and the live bank robber would come out of the bank. The ro- robber would get into a shootout just like the other scene, and then they would chase the tour guide out of the vehicle and into the bank. Where a tour guide, While our tour guide is still in the bank, the robber would blow it up and our tour, with our tour guide inside. When the bank is still ablaze, the robber would hijack the vehicle, and then when the second vehicle goes to this part of the ride, there's no live actors here at the bank scene, but there would only be animatronics getting in a shootout. After the scene, both vehicles would have the same experience from now on. Now, the vehicles would go into debate the scariest scene of the whole ride. It definitely made me shit a couple of tears when I was younger. The vehicles would travel into a spaceship from the movie The Alien. Here, you would hear alarms blaring and sea pipes starting to burst with steam coming out of them. You can also see an audio animatronic of Ellen Ripley holding a flamethrower and hiding behind a wall. As you travel deeper into the spaceship, you'll find a bunch of aliens jumping out at you. They jump out from the walls and even the ceiling. Continuing on the ride, it travels into an Egyptian tunnel filled with snakes from the Indiana Jones movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The first room of the temple shows Indiana Jones and Salah struggling to lift the Ark of the Covenant. In the second room of the temple, there's an altar with a large jewel on the top of it. At the top of the altar, there's a live temple guard wearing a cloak. The vehicle stops at this scene, and whoever hijacked the vehicle takes an interest in the jewel and goes up to the top of the altar and try to steal it. And try to steal it. Once the person reaches their hand up to try to grab the jewel, a booby trap goes off and surrounds them in smoke. 
When the smoke dissipates, the only thing that is left is a skeleton of the hijacker, still reaching up for the jewel. The temple guard is also revealed to be your original tour guide. The tour guide reboards the vehicle and continues on with the tour. The transition from out of the temple into a jungle is a scene where a bunch of mummies are coming back to life. In the jungle, we can see an audio animatronic of Tarzan yelling while swimming, swinging from a vine. Jane is also sitting on top of an elephant on the other side of the room. The next scene is from Casablanca. Here, we can find the iconic scene with the animatronics of Humphrey Bungart and Ingrid Bergman waiting in front of a plane. Then, the vehicle would travel to a projection of Mickey Mouse and his role in Fantasia. The next scene of the ride we go to is from the Martian land scene from The Wizard of Oz. You can see Dorothy's house that just landed upon the Wicked Witch of the East. Here, the ride vehicle would stop and you would be welcomed by the munchkins. In the middle of the excitement, a plume of smoke comes out from a pedestal. And then a very impressive A100 audio animatronic representing the Wicked Witch of the West would appear. This animatronic was the most advanced figure during the time of the ride. She would start interrogating about who killed her sister, and the tour guide in the first vehicle answers and tries to de-escalate the situation. After a bit of back-and-forth conversation, another puff of smoke occurs and the Wicked Witch of the West vanishes. All of the munchkins reappear from their hiding spots and start to sing Fall the Yellow Brick Road as the ride vehicle starts motion again. Then we would see Dorothy, the Scarecrow, Toto, the Cowardly Lion, and the Tin Man standing in front of Emerald City. Then the vehicle would go to the grand finale. They enter a dark theater with a large film screen. The theater would play a fast-paced, three-minute-long film montage of many classic movies. After the montage finishes, the ride vehicle would exit the theater and go back to the loading and unloading area, where you would give your tour guide a standing ovation, then exit the ride. Now that you guys know the story about the ride, let's talk about some fun facts. As you guys probably know, there are a bunch of handprints of famous people in the courtyard. There is one set of handprints, though, that can be only be found at Disney and nowhere else. This one set is from Audrey Hepburn. After she had the handprints ceremony at Disney, officials at the real Chinese theater in Hollywood saw how emotional she got and wanted her handprints at their theater, but she declined their offer, so Disney has the only official set of Audrey Hepburn's handprints. Another fun secret is that in the alien scene, it actually plays, pays tribute to Imagineers that worked on the ride. On the left-hand side of the vehicle, there is a screen that shows missing crew members from a spaceship. But taking a closer look, we can see that the names of the crew members are actually Disney Imagineers, and next to the name is what job they were doing when creating the ride. It's hard to make out the names of the Imagineers in the photo that we have of the scene, but we can make out the roles including Everywhere at Once and Still Programming the Witch. Okay, the next one we're going to do isn't really a fun fact, but debunking a common misconception. In the Casablanca scene, many say that the plane is the real one they used while filming the movie. Even Disney claims this, but it isn't true. When filming, there is never an actual full-size plane that was used. In the scene that was depicted in the ride, they actually used a scaled-down version of that plane. Disney, The plane that Disney got has been used in filming movies during that time. However, it wasn't used in Casablanca. Also, you might be wondering, where is the back half of the plane? 
It used to be found in the Backlot Studio Tour, but since that ride has closed, it is housed in the Jungle Cruise. Another fun fact about the same scene is that Humphrey Bungart's animatronic isn't actually the scale of him in real life. All the an- other animatronics in the ride are true to size of the character that was in the movie. This animatronic is actually taller than the actual actor. He was an inch shorter than his co-actress Ingrid Ingrid Bergman when filming the movie, so he stood on a raised platform to appear taller when filming. Disney Imagineers wanted to portray him as the height he was in the movie, so they made the the audio animatronic taller. The Sorcerer Mickey scene that came right after the Casablanca scene also had its own little secret. It was never actually supposed to be part of the ride. Disney actually planned the scene to be the twister from The Wizard of Oz, but Disney only had about three minutes of the film's audio. They didn't, and this didn't include the audio from the twister scene. Disney already built the scene, so they just put a movie that they already had the rights to just right on top of the existing scene. The whole ride didn't have too many refurbishments over the year. The most major change happened in 2015. Turner Classic Movies became the new sponsor of the Great Movie Ride. The narration of the attraction was now the TCM host, Robert Osborne. The new narration took a lot of lines away from the live tour guides, which sort of ruined the magic for some of us. Along with the new narration, the pre-show and closing montage reflected Turner Classic Movies. With the new sponsor of the ride, it was still really out of date and really past its time. The replacement attraction was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and like most replacement rides, follows a lot of the same ride layout as the Great Movie Ride. I'll be covering Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in a later episode, but I'm just going to go over a brief explanation of the similar ride layout here. The pre-show area is the same as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but in the new ride, the theaters just split in half, so there's two theaters to have better capacity. The tunnel scene replaces the singing in the rain and the Mary Poppins scene. The stampede replaced the public enemy scene. The carnival replaced the western scene. The twister replaced the bank robbery scene. The waterfall replaced the alien scene. The boiler scene replaced the Indiana Jones scene. The cityway replaced the Casablanca and Fantasia scene. The alleyway replaced the Tarzan scene. The dance studio replaced the Wizard of Oz scene, and the final picnic scene replaced the grand finale theater. Sadly, we can no longer experience the ride in real life. However, we can still experience ride footage. Here's some on-ride audio so we can experience the ride again. This will be the gangster version of the ride. This is some 3D audio, so use headphones for the best experience. This is also not my audio, so go check out Disney Photo Fix on Instagram, where I got the audio from.
welcome aboard. At this time, I'd like to ask everyone to please remain seated throughout the show. And please keep your arms, hands, feet, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Oh, and don't forget to supervise your children. And for the safety of our cast, we ask that you please refrain from the use of flash photography and external video lighting. Now that we've taken care of business, let's talk about me. My name is Amanda, and I'll be your guide on this magical journey into the movies. It's the perfect job for me because I love movies. Is everybody ready? Great, because the cameras are ready to roll. Ready when you are, CB. to those wallets and purses, folks. This doesn't look like a very good neighborhood. Here's the birthplace of the gangster film, the CD Underbelly of Chicago from The Public Enemy, starring James Cagney. Released in 1931 before strict censorship rules were enforced, The Public Enemy is a gritty, realistic, and violent look at the world of gangsters of the Depression era. this movie. In one famous scene, James Cagney shoves a grapefruit into May Clark's face. She could never look at breakfast the same way again. These tough guys could turn anything into a weapon. Mm -hmm. 
Sorry about the delay, folks, but I don't want to run a red light, even in the movies. Oh, I'm not allowed to leave my vehicle. I said get over here. I think it's time for a visit to a concession Mr. stand. Mr. Osborne, wait. Bye. Okay, Muggsy, whatever you say. Western films depict a legendary American wild frontier where cowboys and their loyal steeds maintain order in towns against the untamable wilderness. John Wayne and Clint Eastwood are two of the iconic stars who epitomize this ideal of the stoic gunslinger. Sleepy little bird, ain't it? Well, that's the mighty tough territory. Now that we're in the clear, this is a perfect time for me to collect up all your valuables. We'll start with the jewelry, then move on to... Hey, I don't even work this neighborhood, copper! This is nuts! Nuts to this, I'm getting out of here. Well, look at it this way. Can't get any worse. Okay. It's worse. I don't know about those guys, but this is starting to get kind of creepy. Jersey? Science fiction has been a staple of classic movies, from George Melies, The Trip to the Moon, to George Lucas's Star Wars. In 1979, director Ridley Scott and Sigourney Weaver made audiences believe that in space, no one can hear you scream. This is Alien. Hey, Cupcake! How do we get out of here? 
warning. Remain in your vehicle. The area you are entering is extremely dangerous. Proceed with caution. cemented their status as the Blockbuster Boys with their first partnership. Here from that legendary collaboration is Harrison Ford as archaeologist Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Some of the biggest horror stars of Hollywood have appeared in the ancient story of a cursed Egyptian temple. A priceless jewel that beckons to all, but be warned, the temptation always leads to destruction. Get a load of that chunk of ice. Time for me to get back to work. Good thing I don't believe in ghost stories. I thought nobody move while I go get the goods. I don't think they'd notice a few extra bodies around here. If you know what I mean. I've seen enough movies to know that you really shouldn't even think about trying to steal that jewel. Halt, unbeliever. Disturb the treasure of the gods and you shall all pay with your lives. Tarzan, 
The movie's most popular Tarzan is undoubtedly Johnny Weissmuller, who spun through 12 films as the King of the Jungle. Over there we have Marino Sullivan as Jane and Tarzan's sidekick Cheetah, who's been portrayed by over a dozen chimpanzee actors throughout the years. Here's Humphrey Bogart in his most famous film role. In 1942, Bogie finally got to spread his wings and romance the beautiful Ingrid Bergman in Casablanca. And now, one of the most famous movie stars in one of his greatest roles, Mickey Mouse is the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia. When the film came out in 1940, Walt Disney promised to add new musical sequences in the future. His nephew Roy kept that promise 60 years later with the release of Fantasia 2000. We've come over the rainbow and into one of the most beloved and most watched films in movie history, The Wizard of Oz. Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore.
us here at Disney's Hollywood Studios and Turner Classic Movies. We hope you've enjoyed our tour through some of my favorite films. But remember, there are many more adventures waiting for you every day on TCM. We didn't need that. We had to face it. stories and legendary stars on Turner Classic Movies. On behalf of Disney's Hollywood Studios and Turner Classic Movies, we'd like to thank you for joining us on the great movie ride. Now please remain seated until the vehicle comes to a complete stop. Please gather your personal belongings and take small children by the hand. And when these doors open, rise dramatically to your feet and make a grand exit directly to the rear of the vehicle. Oh, and one more thing. 
when I yell action, don't forget the thunderous applause for yours truly. Okay, places everybody and action! Thank you. Have a wonderful day here at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And on behalf of all of us, we'll see you at the movies. Goodbye, everyone. For a lot of us, the closing of the great movie ride felt like the last bit of the original theme of the park. There are still bits and pieces of the original theme in the parks, like the Indiana Jones stunt show or the Backlot Express restaurant. But the closing of the great movie ride really felt like the closing of the old theme, behind the scenes of the movies, and the opening of a new theme being in the movies. Thank you guys for listening to this episode, and remember to check out Disney Photo Fix on Instagram for letting me use their ride audio in this episode. They have a bunch of beautiful pictures from inside the parks. And go home back next week for the next episode of Teens in the Magic podcast. Thank you for listening, and have a magical day!